Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Nall and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Philip. How are you? I'm good, actually. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness. This is the podcast where we celebrate all the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, as, As mentioned before, I'm Philip Estrada. And I'm Kathleen Nall. Um, ha- um, so, sorry I interrupted you. What were you saying? <laughs> I was going to ask how you were doing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> like, how are you? Launched into the intro of the show. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Um, things are happening. Life is moving along. Things like that. Yeah. You know, working on my Halloween yeah. costume, so <laughs> things can't be too bad. <laughs> I love it. That's one of my favorite things to do in the summertime it is really for the is. Halloween. I mean, who who doesn't strat I mean, well I mean <laughs> who doesn't strategize for Halloween? I'm just like even if you don't do anything, I mean I get jazzed. Yeah. It's my favorite holiday of the year. <laughs> exactly. I start around June or July. I start thinking about it in June and I kinda get my things together and then I start working in yeah. July and it's coming along. So it'll be very so exciting. It. Yeah. Plus so cool. we're also coming off of our trip from Los Angeles. So that was That's fun last correct. last episode. <laughs> we had a wonderful yes. time there. We um we saw some sights, we talked to some people. Mm-hmm. We got some very exciting episodes coming up. Um Oh yes, we can't wait. I know. And we actually had a fun um little time where we went to um last remaining seats too. And we yes. met up with um one of our friends and who listened to the show. Shout yes. out to Lauren. <laughs> And um, thank you, Lauren. So good to meet her and her friends. And she also actually ended up bringing us gifts too. It was the sweetest thing. She's such a sweetheart. So cool. Was, could, so, so touched. Couldn't even couldn't even handle it. <laughs> no. Um, but can't wait to come back down to Los Angeles. Hope maybe we can um, do it again soon. <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so we'll be putting out those episodes later, and they'll be very special episodes, and you can't, I can't wait. So look out for those guys and gals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are we doing today, Kathleen? We come <laughs> we come bearing a movie in the second installment in our Sexy Summer Swimmer series. That's correct. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So we've got <laughs> Fiesta from 1947. Mm-hmm. This is an MGM picture. <laughs> Um, it's directed by Richard Thorpe. We got costumes by Irene, and we have um, we have one Miss Esther Williams continuing with our Esther Williams series. Uh, she plays Maria yes. Ma- Morales. We got Ricardo Montalban playing Marie Mario Ma- Morales, her brother. Mm-hmm. Um, her father, um, Antonio Morales, is played by Fortunio Bonanova, um, and his wife is played by Mary Astor. Um, and then their their his good friend Chato Vasquez is played by Akim Tamaroff, and then we got um, Ricardo Montalban's uh, love interest in the movie is named Conchita, and she's played by Sid Charisse. Um Maxim mm-hmm. uh, Maximino Contreras is played by Hugo Haas, and then um, Maria Maria as a child is played by Jean Van, and Mar- I can't uh, Mario I can't pronounce all these M names Mario Maria and Mario as a young child is played by Joey Preston. <laughs> so Kathleen, tell me about this movie and tell me about why you chose this movie because <laughs> this is well, this is a controversial pick. <laughs> it is a controversial pick because well I mean like so many of these pictures we talk about how they could never get made again. Um, this is a really good example of that. Um, this. This movie is wild. This movie is wild. Thank you for saying it. This movie is wild. (laughs) And I thought it was so great because, um, you know, I was trying to pick, uh, we're we're trying to pick uh, movies that 
um, she kind of talks about a little bit in her autobiography that we're mm-hmm. using as a companion to our series. The and, Million um, Dollar Mermaid, an autobiography. The by Million Esther Dollar Williams. Mermaid, um, uh, <laughs> ghostwritten by a Digby Deal. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, and we we um, she does talk about this, uh, the the costumes in this movie specifically around the fact that they tried to um, make this movie as quote unquote authentic as possible. And mm-hmm. she her bullfighting outfit was done by a real Mexican tailor who only worked on men's bodies. And he she talks about how in the book he literally refused to fit and tailor around her body. So um, the suit was made. Um, and then Irene, they were it was sent to Hollywood where Irene had to step in and then contour uh, the, the vest and the pants and everything to to her body and I thought she looked fantastic well, and if you didn't. really think about yeah. it like this movie has some looks this okay? movie actually like, really does have with some looks it's pretty good <laughs> and 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 as much as it yes it, there's like a, a whitewashing there's some brown facing but at the same <laughs> time I also do feel like they are really trying to paint it, like the Mexican culture in a positive light mm-hmm. and it is through a Hollywood lens. I it don't think they're very, in any yeah, way trying it, to do anything as much as it may be cringy, as much as it may be problematic. They're, they're trying to do it in a way that is positive. Um, and this is part of that whole like Latin fever that we talk about during that world war two and that post world war two time in the forties. And to me, it is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I think it's the, the, the extras and just the the aesthetic in general, I think, is really really gorgeous, and the tailoring is outstanding. Yes, um, it is. So yeah, so this I think that yes, this movie is a little strange, but it's also a feast for the eyes because and there's some really great touching. Is moments. it a it's just, is it's it a fiesta place, for the know? eyes? One might say. <laughs> well, nailed it. I'm just saying, which is right there. But, but she's got some looks. She's got some amazing like suit looks. Oh because yeah. There's like the whole twinning thing with her and Ricardo uh-huh. Montalban. I mean, this movie is bananas, you guys. It's bananas. It's <laughs> please watch it. It's a please bananas it. bananas. Okay, it's great, great. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was funny because when I was watching it, I was like, I well, one, I had, so had you heard of this movie at all beforehand? When I I had um, so I knew I knew about this movie because I believe this was one that I remember watching, or I have snippets of remembering watching this movie. It probably was like a library rental, mm. like a VHS, one of those, like oh. back in the day. Um, cause I remember her stuff being kind of available in the eighties for us to watch. And I, cause I remember, I do remember her in this bullfighting outfit. And then I do remember, of course, when we will talk about it a little bit later, but that amazing black and red dress that, uh, teenage I mean, Kathleen, mid mid nineties, Kathleen love that is, that is every girl's prom dress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Looks, her birthday uh, party gown. That birthday party gown, which you could wear today. You could wear today. You could wear, you could have worn in any decade. It is absolutely timeless and beautiful and really, Mm. like, the looks in here are so strong. And I also wrote in my notes, there are tiny looks. Even the the little kids in the the beginning with their little Mm -hmm. pants. I mean, there are tiny looks. It is amazing. Yes. (laughs) So tiny, tiny children. Tiny children. Teeny (laughs) tinies. So... So that's how I remember this movie. Um, and I just, I ended up picking it just because it was a standout as far as something that she discussed in the the autobiography. Right, and yeah. there's just a lot of making around the movie. They, they filmed on location, which is sort of a rare thing. We talk about that with MGM, like the fact that they filmed... Um, like on the town in New York City was right, a big deal. Went, yeah. So the fact that they went, yeah. So this was sort of part of that, like them, like MGM kind of in that same era, in fact, of them kind of stepping out and filming things sort of on location. And then also this, because of the whole, um, a lot of the Latin and Latino influence, the South American influence was also around like World War II and the whole like good neighbor policy and, and sort of... Um, uh, treaties and things that were done around that time that were really kind of building up relationships with Latin America. So it kind of all coincides with that in this really kind of kind of beautiful way. But um, this was a box office hit. I yeah, mean, it did yeah, really it well was. In the box office, it was so, really funny because when I was yeah. watching it, I was just like, I, the, the first third of it, I was just like, is this a stinker? Like I couldn't tell. Yeah. And then <laughs> no, it got right. good. It got good after a little because yeah. I was just like, when it was really heavy on the father, I was just like mm-hmm. snooze fest. Like, but then yeah. as it like kind of progressed, and it was more about Ricardo and um, and then once she kind of got involved more in the beat, you know, when yeah. she when she does. 
her full like drag king moment and she like oh, <laughs> oh yeah so that one's <laughs> always pretty good in. oh my god she is lesbian full fantasy yes she, she is stands against them and she's got the oh my god and she's basically twinning with her brother oh my god yes you're just like what 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 is it and she is a vision and then she's <laughs> she like a in, vision in those she's, yes and she's in full like toreador drag and she's like oh my god looking but i love that she still has a whisper of lip 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 color oh, which i'm just like please. you're supposed to be a dude and yet you're still wearing lip gloss calm down nope. well, calm down queen um i love it it was pretty i good. love it it's so funny i also thought it was really i read on the reading you did mention you mentioned about the tailor the mexican tailor who's working on the yes. the the toreador outfit which i have a lot of research regarding that that outfit it's oh, well, nice. those outfits in general it's called a traje de luches i'm ho- i'm probably butchering spanish i apologize but um <laughs> i'm gonna do my best so it's called the traje de luches and it's a suit of lights and it's um it, the term originates from the sequins and reflective threads of uh, gold or silver um and the trajes are based on flamboyant costumes of the 18th century dandies and showmen that were involved in bullfighting um so nice. the guy who made the That's traje awesome. for her, basically, I love that he, well, I don't love it. Actually, he was like, he refused to work on her because she did have breasts and he wanted her to have them surgically removed is what she said yeah. in her book. And I was like, <laughs> it's not, I mean, I don't think he understood the nature of what he was it's not that serious i know like, i love it she was like look i wasn't exactly jane russell but i did have a bus line yeah it's like hello yeah i've got titties this is like <laughs> no. i'm not yeah it's just like I'm not, they're not ridiculously big but they're not gonna you know and they're not going away and also so. it's like really you want me to have my breasts removed for a movie also, role here, <laughs> like, so. <laughs> right. and just wow talk about forest for the trees on that one just like oh and i meant to ask you too like what was your experience with this movie i had no experience with this movie prior to oh, your okay. suggestion of this movie so, <laughs> so you were like what the fuck? yeah i was just like cool fiesta Ra-ha. so um there's no so where are the sexy swimmers <laughs> yes and by the way if i do any sort of like um stereotypical mexican like um you know rolling of the r's or anything i can because i am half mexican so just <laughs> shove it social justice warriors um yeah so i hadn't actually heard of heard seen or even like i I had no knowledge of this movie prior to so um when you suggested i was Mm -hmm. just like okay cool and um it was only available on dvd so we did have to dig out the old dvd player like (laughs) you know like our forefathers in the oregon trail had to do so exactly um, yeah but i thought it it was a pretty good movie honestly like uh, oh I think yeah. it's the the music it's not a full-fledged musical it's a little bit more like a um kind of like you know what they you know when the music is integrated enough to where it's not actually mm-hmm. just people singing for the sake of singing which is pretty cool um yeah, yeah. and then of course the dance and the numbers, dance which numbers were, yes like let's face it like I, when you were saying like oh about a third of the way in i was gonna say you mean when sid Cherise showed up <laughs> because, yes um shit got sexy yes <laughs> shit and then when sexy. her and um her and ricardo montalban started dancing i was just like okay i'm, oh, I'm yes. on board again like let's do this <laughs> I mean, he looked it. He looked it real good. <laughs> oh, he is a fantastic dancer. Very. They, they are so like you can tell they're having a good time. Oh, they're yeah. just sexing it up. Sexing it up. alive up that up there. Yes. You know, like <laughs> it was. It was pretty. And good. I love because <laughs> there's that one. I think it's right before Sid Charisse goes out there when she's in that gorgeous dress with that's the white with the long white um skirt with the contrasting red petticoats. And they yes. were just like, sort of like, hey, you're going to go out and dance? She's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I'll just grab them in here. <laughs> and then just, bam, like, Tears just it comes up. alive. And it's just amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah everything that she wore was actually fantastic she had that look really and then, fantastic yeah. and then she had that other one that she wore during the party scene the second the other party scene that she had and it was all like sequined she had like oh, a full the, sequined oh my God. skirt with, with the fringe like, yes <laughs> yes um and that was the one where ricardo Montalban got the other kind one. of yeah the one the first one had the fringe the white one with the tears and then the okay. under the pet the red petticoats and then this one was the a little bit more um traditional mexican attire but it had like that's the right. full sequin skirt and that's the one where ricardo was playing the guitar and one. then got a little bit jealous that she was dancing with somebody else and i was like yes uh, and pull. she like totally stands out because of all the because yeah she's sequins, wearing sequins like, and everybody and else is like in something dull yeah. oh my god Ugh, it was so, so fantastic um yeah 
So yeah, that, that I shit mean, was some stand. There were some standout moments. Yeah, they that, were definitely sure. dancing her or wear, dressing her specifically for those sort of numbers. Um, but I loved. I overall, I think it was a pretty good movie. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and it like you're saying, it was um a box office hit, and there was really only one shoehorned swimming scene in it, which was interesting that they yeah. bothered to even put that in there. <laughs> It, it was very interesting, too, because and all I was thinking, too, after watching it like a second time, I was like, God, the work that went into getting her camera ready just to have her dive and splash around and do that one scene. Mm-hmm. But also that bathing suit, though, like it is so freaking cute. It's almost like a like a mustard yellow color with pink straps, but it fits her perfectly. And um, that I think what's great about this movie is with that shot where she's sitting there in her bathing suit talking to him, you really get this really great close-up shot of her swimsuit and of her hair. That like that is her like signature hairstyle that they would do, where it's all like slicked up with the Vaseline and everything, and it looks adorable. But yeah. that's all I can think of is like, oh my god, what what it took <laughs> to get her there. No, right. And she looks amazing. She does. She's like, and when she comes out of the water, you're like, oh my god, she's a mermaid. <laughs> it's it's fantastic oh exactly um, so yeah but i think that was the whole mentality is that they felt and let's face it she had done a few she had already done like a handful of films by this point and was considered a big star she got this is her first top billing right. as far as like as the ads go yeah and um it also wasn't her first film that she had done where she wasn't swimming all the time she had done some other kind of drama stuff so you know, they were like, well, I think she's big enough to where we don't really have to put her in these the aquatic scenes and she'll still bring it. And, and she did. And then this movie was also nominated for Best Musical Score. Yeah. For, for like a, you for know. The, so, for the which, orchestrations, uh, which. I can see that. Yeah. Because it was fantastic. It was really beautiful. So, um, and I love the La Bamba scene. Like the mm-hmm. lady who sings La Bamba, she was amazing. Can we talk about her she, for a second? Her voice. She was really good. Her looks. Yeah. Her confidence, like I, I was, I really would love to kind of, like you know, she did. She was just the way she was standing. It was like I felt like I was watching like a like a live Disney band or something, you know, like a Disney cartoon. Oh, she yeah. just was so like, you know, like her, with her outfit and then the singing. I'm, it, she seemed like a real professional entertainer. I wonder if, I wonder if there's a way to track like who she was because I loved her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was wonderful. That was a really outfit. good. That was a really good scene, actually. I loved. Actually, I loved all of the scenes where mm-hmm. they had bands playing and they the dancing, like um, when you know when he sang and when or not when he sang, but when he was playing the guitar was really cool. And yeah, there, there's just just some really good extra shots too. And even there is also the scene in the uh, the restaurant near the end where he played the piano when he got overwhelmed by hearing his song and started playing the piano. Oh, yeah. There's like all <laughs> that these. That was awesome. It was really cool. Although he kind of has bass face. Have you seen? Have heard about this? <laughs> when no, um, what's that? So the bass player in Hyam, you know that band Hyam. She has this weird face, and whatever she plays, she makes like weird faces all the time. Like she, you'll Google it; it'll change your life, and you'll never be the same since. But it looks like she's like passing a kidney stone when she plays. So (laughs) I think that he suffers from the same thing too when he was (laughs) cracking it open, baby. It's Miller time, Um, maybe. uh, Allegedly. <laughs> so when he was playing the piano, he was doing that too, where his face looked like he was kind of like pooping a little. And I was just like, okay, dude, we know you're not really playing the piano, so there's no need to do all that. But I loved all the extras in that scene. There's so many like really cool, like kind of like lower yeah. middle class people, like working class people, and they had like they all had like the big sombreros, and they all had like it was. I just loved the way that they were dressed, even if it was like kind of like not how people would have normally dressed. It still looked really good. Oh no, I I totally agree. I was thinking that too. Even like the bullfighting scenes mm-hmm. where you see even the extras, like the ladies who are sitting behind them and everything, they're just they're dressed amazing, and their hair and makeup is just fantastic it's such a great little just window into the mid 40s exactly yeah. and um and that's what's like i was looking at the dates when this was uh this they filmed this they started filming this in december of 1945 oh wow and it went through april of 46 and then it didn't come out till 47 Jesus, that's a long production. so if you think about it yeah and then like the war ended in may of 45 mm-hmm. so this is totally like right after world war II. like we're still really in the 40s yeah and all of this these looks and everything but um 
I just, I loved it. I thought they all looked so good and beautiful. And uh, yeah, the music was, was great. I'm glad we watched this movie, but it's, yeah, it's, like I said, it's just, it's wild. There's it's, like. It's a strange premise for a yeah. movie, but I, I mean, yeah. it, it was, I'm sure it was actually really, um, really popular though too with um latino people as well which was interesting i would Um, think so too and i do gotta like i said it it, it's positive yes like there's nothing about it where they're trying to like make fun of it there's not and oh i was gonna also say too sorry but like Mm -hmm. they also don't use accents like whoever has an accent uses it and whoever doesn't have one has one does it so right they're not putting on accents yeah and i kind of like it like i know it's weird again it is a little weird but but yeah it kind of works yeah you know (laughs) i mean i think it at least makes it less offensive (laughs) for playing a mexican person but um well and i know that esther williams did even talk about that too just the whole thing of like yeah so shouldn't i an accent like this is my brother and like the director who she already had issues working with was just like yeah whatever like he didn't really give a shit about all that kind of stuff and again this is where you know we talked about this too especially with costumes like it really comes down to the director you can question it and there's a lot of that in the autobiography of like you know, maybe my character should have a little more depth of this or that. And what is she thinking here? And they're like, yeah, we don't just get in the pool, honey. Just, you yeah, know, it's like very, <laughs> exactly. it's very, they don't really want her to explore that. So it's really kind of tragic in that way. Yeah. <laughs> but they still, I, this movie still is, is great. Yeah. They ended great. up, um, one of some things to note on this is so yes, bullf- bullfighting is very, um, it is a very hot topic right now because of the fact that they do actually, it's, oh, yeah. it's a, considered a cruel practice and um they ended up not killing any of the bulls during the filming of this which um and they don't show any sort of like uh of the you know the lancing that you would normally see so that's kind of left out and it was actually Mm -hmm. considered um the mexican people were really um they were offended by this because they, they feel that yeah. the bullfighting is, you know, very kind of sacred to them at that time. And they, and also it ended up that um, during the production too, it ended up being um, backfiring on them too, because they wanted, they reused the same bulls and the bulls, the bulls learn what they're, what it's like at yeah, first they're they're, they learn how, what they're doing. So they're just like, Oh, maybe if I don't run for the Cape, maybe I should run to the Pierce person. So they, there is apparently a, several stuntmen got um, gored oh by them. And um, because of the fact that the, um, the bull's horns are covered in um, feces, it caused ma- massive oh. infections on these people, on these poor people <laughs> as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's such a bummer. Uh, so that, and then I think at the end of filming, he ended up killing all like, uh, it was so stupid anyway. So the, the director was not yeah. the very smartest guy and he didn't really know what he didn't, he didn't want to go, you know, he had his way or the highway and he was really like leaning in on his way. Um, it also, I had, did, um, there was like the whole thing was a mess apparently too while filming because the director of photography, yeah. Sidney Wagner and what another um, crew member, um, I guess, Went out and got street meat one day, and they ended up contracting cholera and dying, which I was like, holy, could you imagine (laughs) contracting? I'm like, yikes. (laughs) That's some scary ass shit. Yeah, there were definitely some uh, a, a scandalos uh, a, attached to this movie. No. Uh, that I mean, around that, Jesus. and even around Esther Williams, like, hey, uh, Let's just say, uh, you know, prop, uh, she doesn't always uh, end up with this, such a good guy. Such yeah. a good guy. So, uh, you know. Tale her, as old as time. <laughs> yeah. He seemed like he was uh, just a, a real a real party dude and got <laughs> some trouble down there. And that kind of delayed some things. And so it was, uh, yeah. yeah. But, but they worked through it and, uh, yeah. you know, made a hit. Yeah, they did. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to go through. So um, I had pulled all the kind of like the terminology of all the stuff that a um, a Toriador or a Matador wears. Uh, okay. Oh, sweet. So like I was saying before, the traje de luchas is the suit of lights, and that's basically mm-hmm. the full look, the his head to toe ensemble, if you will. Um, and then there's this thing. It's called toreros. Is um, actually a term for um, the term for actually getting dressed. It's um, called. Mm-hmm. It's a term that um, that it translates as getting dressed to kill in quotes. So this is Whoa. the. It's like the, the dressing ritual that the matador um, does, and he's attended by a squire who 
helps him get dressed. And it's usually there's whole um, usually a whole series of personal things that happen on during um, during while they're yeah. getting dressed. That's considered like their lucky rituals. Um, then they'll have a Montera, which is the hat, the little like uh, sideways hat that the bullfighter wears. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of his assistants wear them too. And then they d- um, also those hats can be offered to spectators as a mark of honor. Um, there's the corbatin, um, which is the narrow black necktie. The little, I think that's probably the either the necktie, yeah, oh, yeah, or the little bow tie, like the Colonel Sanders bow tie. Um, there's the chakatiya, which is a short um, and rigid jacket. So that's the little jacket, the bolero kind of jacket that she ends up wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got it's uh, it's got shoulder reinforcements that are attached only at the upper shoulder to allow for free and unpeated movement of the arms. Um, and then there's the talagia, which is the tights, um, which extend underneath the knees and are um, secured with tasseled cords or decorate um, decorative garters or gaiters. Um, then there's the medias, which is two pairs of socks or stockings that are worn. Um, the underneath ones are usually cotton, and then the external ones are generally silk. Um, there's the camisa, which is the white shirt. It's u- sometimes embroidered um, and worn beneath the chakatiya. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I know, right? The zapatilla is the flat slippers, um, which c- uh, kind of remember they look like the ballet shoes, and they're secured with little mm-hmm. with little bows. Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, so, and I also note that um, z- there's so that's the zapatilla, and then shoe in Spanish is um, a zapato, so it's kind of the same thing. Wow! Um, and if you want to talk, it's such a I was gonna say it's such an exquisite costume to do mm-hmm. something so brutal, yeah. you know, and dirty, really. Pretty much. <laughs> um, then the wow. the capote de paseo is um, it's a vestige of the 19th century pot promenade cape. This is um, this is a short silk mantle with rich and luxurious embroidery, which um, used during the pass, which is used during the paseo, which is that sort of just like the promenading when they go into the re- arena. Um, and it's bef- mm-hmm. uh, worn before the main performance starts and it's an ornate cape. And then that's exchanged with the utilitarian red or purple um, um, muleta or long cape used during the, um, to entice wow. the bull. So that's the, the Capote de Pe- Paseo is that where she comes in and she almost looks like she has her arm in a sling. Like they all kind of look yeah. it, like yeah. a very decorative sling. That's that, that's that, which is just prefer um, like um, it's strictly um, performance based. There's no real use for that. Um, and then there's the coleta, which is the hair tie. In 19th century, bullfighters wore long hair, often secured in a bun, which you'll notice in some of the scenes when she's in drag. Um, and it's called ammonia. <laughs> it's called ammonia. Um, and it's reminiscent of 18th century wigs. And this was secured by a coleta. And traditionally, this bun was worn by a toreador or torero to indicate impending retirement. Um, modern bullfighters have instead um, intended to use a detachable hair adornment called uh, castaneta, which that's wow. I mean, all the pieces that go into those um, those bullfighting um, outfits are quite, you know, it's a lot of stuff. If you think that's about it. extensive. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a suit of armor, but it doesn't really protect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so. That was the, that's, I mean, I pulled all of that from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. You're doing a bang up job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, and that's where this movie's really, really interesting. I mean, God, what I wouldn't know anything about bullfighting. And I think that that's, you know, even though if it's not obviously perfectly accurate, but this is such a, you know, like so many uh, MGM or movies of this, they're gateway movies, you know, they can. And, and like, you know, we've said before, this movie is like the intent was to paint Mexican culture in a positive light Yes. <laughs> as much as you may like <laughs> agree or disagree. Like that was the intent. And I think that, you know, um, it can and that way it can be a gateway to that culture if you're somebody who lives far from it and mm-hmm. does not. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as you're deep in the Midwest or something, this could be really, really exotic to you, yeah. especially in the 40s. I, I know, think this right? Would just be a feast for the eyes. Like, what about like full fantasy? You know, I mean, it, just thinking about it, I don't think that like 
because I yeah the tourism hasn't re- hadn't didn't really start in Mexico until mm. like because Acapulco wasn't even a thing until like the fifties you know so it was I yeah. think it just started people started getting interested in in what was happening in Mexico and all this and just how kind of like you know old worldy it seemed and those sort of things because it was it wasn't yeah. you know obviously people are were dying of cholera from street meat so like it wasn't the yeah. uh, it wasn't the uh, you know shining. Uh, you know, Monte Carlo or something like that. It was like, you know, that was like kind of like going off the grid for them. You know, it was going to Mexico. Oh, sure. So, yeah. But even just to be interested in the culture or the music Mm -hmm, or the language or something. And if you're, you know, I mean, think of being in America and like never being around that ever that like, I think that's where, you know, these movies were so important, like pre-internet days. Mm -hmm, (laughs) This would have just been like, and then also too, you know, working so hard and coming out of the war and all that, like these movies, this is when MGM really did so well because they were escapism. I mean, they were just so good at doing escape, making you escape for a couple hours. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is one of them. This is one of those movies. Yeah. Well, I can talk about the storyline if you like. Sure. Okay. All righty. Settle in kids. Here it goes. (laughs) I was like, strap in. Is it (laughs) such it's a story. So Fiesta. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> um, Antonio Morales, played by Fortiono. Fortiono. I don't know how to say his first name. I'm sorry. Bonanova. He's a retired matador in Mexico. One day his wife, played by Mary Astor, gives birth, and he's disappointed when it's a baby girl because of the patriarchy. Um, His disappointment turns to elation when she front poops out a second baby, and it is a boy. Sorry, I just had to say it. Okay. So, um, Jesus Christ. I'm going to let you say about that. Um, So, he names the babies um, Maria and Mario. He opts to name the girl Maria and the boy Mario, you know, just to be traditional. Um, The children grow as children are wont to do, and Antonio begins to teach Mario, played by Joey Preston, the ways of the bullfighter. During one practice session, Maria, played by Jean Van, takes the cape and challenges Chaco, Chato, played by um, Akim Tamaroff, um, who's posing as the bull. Antonio is not pleased with this, since bullfighting is the no place for a girl. Chato has taken a shine to little Maria and has been training her on the slide. So back at home, little Mario pl- um, practices piano while Maria and his mother look on. After his lesson, he plays his own music, and it becomes clear to Mario and Mama Morales that he has music in his heart. Um, he only trains as a matador upon his father's insistence, and he's also like 10. Um, <laughs> flash forward to Mario and Maria's 21st birthday. Mario, played by Ricardo Montalban, uh, can, can't find his music composition. As it turns out, Maria, played by Esther Williams, sent her beau Pepe to take it um, to Mexico City to share it with famed composer Maximilian Contreras, or Contreras, played by Hugo Haas. Later that day, Pepe meets up with Maria, and sorry, Pepe is played by John Carroll. And so Pepe meets up with Maria, who is swimming in a lake for some reason. Uh, she grills him about his meeting with Contreras. Um, uh, grills him, um, after interrupting him a billion times, he tells her how Contreras has rendered, how he was rendered speechless by the composition and could only keep playing the music over and over again. So Contreras also confirmed that he will be traveling to their town to meet um, this new young composer. Um, as the at the party later, uh, Maria and Pepe conspire to keep Contreras' visit a surprise. And disappointed, uh, Mario dances with his lady lover, Conchita, played by Shid Cerise, uh, to cast his blues aside. So, M&Ms, they cut their cake. And <laughs> Mrs. Morales tells Antonio to never let um, anything take a music away from Mario's life, which is subtle foreshadowing. So the next day <laughs> is Mario's very first bullfight. Olé! 
Um, it's very important for him to be focused and to have no distractions. Um, Contreras does end up making the visit to the Morales' home, but is mistakenly brought to meet Antonio instead of Mario. Uh, Contreras insists on meeting Mario since it, he could be killed during the bullfight. He wants Mario to join him in Mexico City to study music at his conservatory. Um, Antonio puts him off by saying that he will tell Mario to visit Contreras the next day, but he never does end up telling Mario about the visit. So Mario performs majestically in the bullfight, and everyone is super happy and proud. Maria, on the other hand, is annoyed that Contreras never showed up. So um, Mario is scheduled for a second bullfight, and when Contreras hears um, about this, he goes to the ring himself to try and dissuade Mario um, from performing so he doesn't get hurt. Antonio tries his best to intercept Contreras, but eventually um, he does get inside. Mario, mid-fight, leaves the bullring, disappointed his father and angering the fans. This causes the audience to brand him as a coward. So Mario skips town, disappears, and spends some time pouting on various tour buses in the countryside. Um, the family is desperate to find him, so Maria cooks up a scheme. She arranges a bullfight in Mario's name and poses as him. Um, this is in an effort to draw him out of hiding since Mario will want to know who's posing as him. The first fight comes and goes and Mario doesn't notice. Uh, she does do a pretty epic job as a matador, um, even fooling Antonio, her father. While in the restaurant in a small town, Mario hears his music being played on the radio by Contreras. Mario rushes off to meet Contreras, who spills the beans about her father or his father um, being the cause of his strife. He also alerts to him about the bullfight that's happening in his name. So Mario figures out that it's Maria posing as him and rushes off to intervene. Uh, before the fight, Pepe goes to meet Maria, Maria and announces that he's got a new gig in NYC, so they rush off to get married. Um, unknown to Pepe, she has to get back to perform um, in the bullfight. Antonio also drops in unexpectedly as well. Um, Mario and Contreras um, get to the bullring, and Mario gets in to watch Maria perform as a matador. At the end of the fight, Maria sees Mario and gets distracted, allowing the bull to throw her to the ground. Um, Mario jumps in to rescue her, and she is pulled out of the ring. Back at home, a fiesta is being thrown, um, but it's really more of a showdown because Pepe confronts Maria since um, he realized that she was in the ring, and then Antonio meets with his son and allows him to pursue his musical career. Everyone is happy, and Maria now has a sassy limp from her injury. The end. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of about it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Kathleen, I need to know. Yes. The world is waiting with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> what looks are we talking about on this movie, girl? Oh my gosh! All right, well, well, uh, let's see. It's okay. It's hard because I have more than like three, but I'll just. Oh, I'll let's give do my all standouts. of them. Who cares? <laughs> okay. okay. Well, first of all, I really do love. I I do love Esther Williams' ba yellow bathing suit, mm. even though you only see it briefly. She looks really well, cute, and I love how they like braided her hair up with the ribbon and everything. She's yeah. adorable. She spends some time and, in that suit though, because she's sitting on that log with yeah. Pepe, and she's he's fully yeah. dressed, and she's in a swimsuit. It's a very odd scene. Yeah, but... she's like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, just. <laughs> You know, like it's no big just, deal. Just I mean, out I, in my swim it, seat. <laughs> look, it, uh, body positivity, feminist icon, uh, <laughs> Williams. Okay, like I just, uh, why, why not look at her? Yeah, okay, was... and so, uh, but yeah, uh, there's that, and then of course that suit, that her twinning suit that you see her in up top, that is really, really cute, where she's kind of in her like is that lesbian the, full fantasy. The beginning, like, <laughs> the beginning scene, the or... beginning one. Yes. Oh like, right, well, that like it's like mint color or something. Older, Mm -hmm. it's like gray she's in like the matching gray oh, suit right, you yeah. see her when she's like you know like kind of like chasing him around and, and then um and then of course i guess you know her uh that amazing dress that irene did for her the black and red dress oh my where God, she's got yeah. the contrasting petticoat and then also sid Charisse has the her outfit with the contrasting petticoat um and then mm -hmm. also one of my favorite outfits is uh when you first see sid Charisse, or Conchita, she's in this really cute little like blouse with the square neck and the little full skirt that looks like it's been painted. It's like in this really cute print. And oh, yeah. um, it's soups cute and she looks really comfortable. <laughs> it's like, I love how like, it's kind of the, um, it's almost like the fuller skirt silhouette of like going into the fifties, but it's not snatched like the fifties, you know, right. it's still like a little yeah. more relaxed and natural. And 
um everything's just she just looks so pretty that i would totally wear that outfit mm -hmm. so yeah and i think there's definitely looks in here that you could almost wear today like i said that that dress that she did uh, irene did where it's got I the mean, black lacing down the back and yeah. everything just that whole silhouette looks so good and um so yeah, I guess that'll that'll I'll just stop there. Oh, so, okay. What I about mean, you? <laughs> well, I mean, I honestly really loved the way that they dressed um Conchita because she actually oh, was sure. like she was pulling there were scenes when she was like kind of a little bit more styling, looks. stylish yeah. and stuff like that because she was the one who was helping out Esther Williams or helping yeah. out Maria's character with like her whole ruse to be a, a matador and stuff. So it was yeah. it was cool. She got some best and, friend looks. And then also good. there was at the party scenes in the um, traditional in like the traditional environments and stuff, she was pulling off like like legit like Cholula girl realness like she was straight up like <laughs> yes. hot sauce picante like she was serving it up <laughs> like with these wonderful little like blouses that are tucked into like the fuller skirts which you're like you're yeah. saying is yeah it's more that's more traditional like that's more 1950s but it feels very traditional for like the Mexican garb as well even of that time because mm -hmm. it was yeah. very full skirt and that sort of like you know, because they're doing those sort of like traditional Mexican dances and stuff with them. So the skirts are going everywhere. And it was absolutely so cool. gorgeous. And Sid Charisse, I mean, her dancing. I can't believe this is the first Sid Charisse movie we're doing. Like, oh, this, she's so girl. good. Well, that's so because good. we've been we've been saving. <laughs> we've been holding on to <laughs> singing in the rain. Yes. With. All of our hands <laughs> yeah. because we're saving it. But I honestly wanted to highlight again that white gown that you're talking about that Sid Charisse wore in the dance number, yes. the first dance number. And she's mm -hmm. wearing this white tiered gown. And on the one shoulder, it's like a full like kind of shawl with the fringe. So it's very much like it's like American evening wear. But then it's like, let's just slap on a serape. You know, it's very, yeah. it's very like, I know what we'll do to make it look Mexican. She works it. Yeah. yeah. But this like wonderful, like one sided, like. Um, a drape over with like the you know the traditional um uh fringe is it's so beautiful and then the mm -hmm. the the petticoat underneath a white it's like a red petticoat underneath a white so it like petticoat so it like kind of you see it a little bit and then it gets brighter and brighter as she dances and it's like kind of gorgeous so yeah. good on it's Irene. old hollywood mexican yeah, i mean that's really what it really it's is like, uh it's beautiful it's yeah. just like it's it's taken that the sort of the mexican fashions and then like colored through the lens of old Hollywood and like, yeah, uh, like really ratcheting yes, them up. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. I mean, her, like her look that we were saying at that dance party when they do the La Bamba dance is like, again, oh my God. beautiful with the little traditional <laughs> blouse and then the full sequin skirt where she is giving us Mexican full fantasy. Oh, that I'm whole like, number. I yeah. can't. That and is of course like, they're both like amazing. And they're oh, both dancing. Sorry. And I'm just like, how those dances, those dance numbers and Ricardo Montalban is a good dancer, Insane. a good dancer. Yeah. Um, and I actually really love the menswear too in this, like mm -hmm. all the party scenes because Pepe wears a suit in the first party that's very like almost um, a mariachi in a way. It's got the yeah, cording the, down the, the side. Yeah. It's got yeah. the short jacket with like the big kind of like shawl lapels with all the cording on the lapels and around the pocket um, openings. Mm -hmm. It was really beautiful and like kind of cool because it almost looked like kind of like mariachi, but contemporary in a way. So yeah, I was just like, and you could just tell like everything was super. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, well, that's the thing is like that tailoring. They did all those tricks that like with the padding of the shoulder pads mm -hmm. and then all that sculpting at the waist. So it like gave all these guys like, you know, a really great physique, yeah. you know, and, and just the way all the pants fit, even though they were high waisted, like everything fit. Well, yeah, really, they were, really good. they were all really like thick high waist pants. Cause that's how where they were worn back then. But then they'd have like, instead of like the jackets would be cropped and instead of having yeah. like tails, it was literally like a tailcoat with no tail. So it was like kind of like a cropped cool. bolero and like kind of not oh, well, bolero is a little bit shorter than that, but it was just that sort of like, very it's, yeah. it's like that natural waist cut so it just makes them look like they're yeah. really super tall and like i don't know just beautiful and like cut I know. like you know like wide shoulders and a narrow waist yeah. it looks really great i thought yeah. pepe i thought pepe was kind of cute he's a handsome grown-ass man she i know and a scientist boy. too he's like kind of a nerd yeah <laughs> i was like oh, yeah okay I'm not mad at, yeah um, like hey 
Hi, Queen. Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, right, looks. Um, science and shit. Science. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's so many, like, really good, like, suits and stuff and, like, wonderful. Oh, mm-hmm. and there's also another one that I think I want to uh, point out was her last suit that she wears, that Esther Williams wears, where it's, like, that kind of, like, clay, co- like, clay-colored suit, and it's all... Got oh, the, with um, the crazy shoulder pads? Yes. It's, shoulders, oh, it had, yeah. it had like the shoulder. It actually had, it mimicked, it basically mimicked the um, the Matador's outfit, the Traje yeah, de Luce, yeah. because it had those, like, it had just, like, fabric shoulder pieces on top of it that kind of mirrored the shoulder pieces. And then it mm-hmm. had, like, it was, I thought it was really very clever to kind of, like, make that kind of connection between those two. And it had this beautiful, like, cording all over it, like, embroidery. And it was really, really pretty. Yeah. I thought it was really good, too. Keep your peepers peeled um, for that one. I was also going to say, too, the hair. Like, Mm. the hair in here is that, like, beautiful, oh, my gosh, guys, there are finger waves and victory rolls and, like, just beautiful bows and, like, Leia-style braids, like, you know, halo braids and just... Like it, it's it's really really cool and uh, just yeah some really beautiful work with the hairstyles and uh, and then just that beautiful fresh face 1940s makeup where it's like a little bit of blush and a red lip <laughs> and just a, like a little bit of mascara and just clean face but of course yes. everybody's wearing like the same color brown makeup so if you can get past that clean face <laughs> yes um that's and the then, problem it's like that time there's like one shade and everybody's wearing it it's kind of like much. when we did west side stories you're like why is everybody <laughs> wearing the same shade of makeup exactly <laughs> and then also her um her little like boy wig too and she's in her little short yes, wig with her yeah. like pompadour and she's got the little tiny bun at the back because it's like the traditional you know sydney Gilerop's like he's like doing little he's like doing the spit curls he's like yeah, girl i got much. you i got you yeah. here you go <laughs> I don't think anybody was um, uh, nom- or talked about for this movie, for the hair, actually. I know Jack Dawn was credited as the makeup for this, but then they talked about other yeah. people in the, in the book that did stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, nobody in hair was mentioned. So I feel like be. I feel it like that general Sydney. aesthetic, like he oversaw a lot. I could probably. see him being sort of like the, the coordinator, you know, like, yeah. but again, we're always dealing with this. A lot of these movies, even these big ones, they don't always credit the people for doing the work, I know. you know, like in the movies. Yeah. And then we find out later or, you know, it's like the people that are disputed. actually doing the work were different than the ones actually that just got the credit, which is interesting. Cause I guess they yes. are the ones that like made the decision, the yes, no decision, as opposed to the people that were actually doing the work and like designing it or yeah. making it look what they needed to do. So, yeah, exactly. So, but it was, I mean, I thought this, there's so, there's some actually really good looks on this. Mary Astor actually has some good looks in this For too. Sure. Yeah. Her dresses are lovely. Yeah. And they, they made her look beautiful. And yeah, if you don't remember, she was also the mom in yes, Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, uh, she looked exquisite in that as well. And um, I know, and uh, you, you must remember this in the last episode uh, or the last season, she kind of did a whole thing on like the Mary Astor diaries. Please Google this lady and her life. Um, and she was a pretty fantastic actress. I thought she did a great job when, remember the scene where she's watching uh, Mario play the piano for the first time? Uh-huh, and yeah. they do that beautiful camera work where they just show her face, where she's yeah. like realizing how talented he is, falling in love with that. Like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And then like, then her face just kind of falls and she looks to the painting of the matador. And it's like, she tells this complete story with her face. It just like, um, uh, Mario, when he's an adult, he does that whole thing. Like when he, when he hears, when he hears a symphony. Oh yeah. That was some really good acting. Like that was like both of them did such a good job of just like telling a story with their face, like the whole time, you know, just, Oh Jesus, you know, but that, that was really touching as well. So there's like intense moments. I feel mm-hmm. that they do really, really well, you know? Um, yeah. This movie is just, again, it's, it's wild. It's just wild. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really, it's, it's, re- there's actually, it, I think it's probably one of the better, um, acted films i think it felt a little bit more agreed there was some realistic Uh there was a little bit more realness to it than this one you could tell that they did more kind of like exterior shots and stuff like that it wasn't all shot on a soundstage which i think is actually pretty good 
Yeah, well, and I also feel like uh, if it's if it's anything, it's it's the fault of the story and the maybe the writing or directing, like not the fault of the actors themselves. I feel like that when they were given something, they worked with it as well as they could, mm-hmm. and I think that 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 really shines through in some of those moments and those, you know, where you're just like they could have that could have been nothing, you know, and they totally made right. it into something. Um, yeah, but uh, but it's interesting. I'm so glad we like. I can't wait for the next uh, Esther Williams installment. This is this I is know. really dope. <laughs> I lo- love me that Esther Williams movies. I know, and just reading about her, like kind of reading about the stuff that happening, like coinciding with this, and yeah, it's just it's been really it's been really cool. Yeah, agreed. Was there anything <laughs> else that we wanted to discuss in this film before we mosey on? I'm looking at my. Notes and just okay, tiny looks. Okay, tiny yeah, looks. Out everything. Oh <laughs> yeah, the dot, the daughter, the little girl was really cute. I the thought way she was because it looked pants. very, oh it looked God, very traditional. So yeah, it was so cute. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> so adorable. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cute. Yeah, that was a really super. That whole scene was very strong in the beginning, and like I really yeah. loved the whole like how they show the guy who like when he held her as a baby, like connecting. Yeah, with her. Like, I love that though. Like, yeah, like he, I love how like he was just basically like, here, hold, hold this other, hold this stupid daughter, baby, and like, he, and it's just like instantly bonds with her, and I was like, oh, this is so cute. I know, and he ends up being kind of like his, her little like, almost like, um, godfather slash uncle, yeah, like kind of like great, father. yeah, total. yeah, yeah, it was so yeah. sweet. Like, I was like, oh, right away, like what a real coach, like a like that real kind of, I don't know, bond or whatever. Yeah, you t- I love that. I love that they did, and they took that could have been completely corny and i feel like that whole running that that thing running through it they did a really good job they did so, i really yeah. i really like that guy he's he was fun i, I did like, too oh. he was like he's his character was really again very strong i really yeah. liked his his whole like thing in there I wonder if so, he, it, yeah oh he he works i mean that guy worked He's got a yeah, well, quite a uh, he's got quite a um, filmography. <laughs> well, they didn't mess around. I no. mean, just even the, Mary, they got Mary Aston, they got heavy hitters and people yeah. who were definitely, you know, um, you know, big big actors at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's too bad that this isn't easier to stream or find, yeah. but if you guys can find it, like please, you know, definitely give it a go. It's just especially watching it on a big screen nowadays. Oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. just to see all that, all that beautiful, the beautiful clothes up close and everything, and the hair and every, it's just, it's really, really impressive. It's just beautiful. Yeah, highly recommend it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that wraps up Fiesta for you kids. Um, we'll be spending coming at you again with another installment of our sexy summer swimmer series. Um, we'll have to figure out what's going to be next. It'll be. I'll move weight with bated breath. Um, oh, yeah. Um, um, in the meantime, in between times, you can hit us up on the social media, Instagram, um, and Facebook, Old Hollywood Realness. Our website, oldhollywoodrealness.com. Insta, uh, Twitter is OHR Podcast. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook. We have a Facebook group that you should totally join because there's so many fun people over there that you can um, become friends with as well. Um, OHR Podcast Darlings, D-A-H-L-I-N-G-S. Um, it's just one of those request questy situations and I can let you in. Easy peasy. Uh, <laughs> give us a five-star review over on iTunes. That helps us out a ton because mm-hmm. it... Let's everyone know about the show. And we actually just got a five star review recently. How fun is that? Um, great podcast says VKA8819. Just stumbled upon their podcast and thoroughly enjoying it. Love old Hollywood and love hearing the discussions about the films. Thank you. So sweet. Um, Yay. Thank yay. you. Uh, so, yeah, give us five stars. It's awesome. And thank you to have Hal Lublin for his fantastic vocal talents at the top of the podcast um and with that thank you for listening to ohr Woo-hoo, bye